This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. The Wolves and Danny had themselves a Saturday. Yeah, I was, but I only I only count two of them though. <laughs> that's true. I was following him on uh, Twitter. He he went ten plus hours of uh, good solid drinking. He kept it up on date for us on Twitter. <laughs> that's great, so. awesome. I was very proud of the man. We'll I gotta get the Twitter log. We'll talk about that. All right, Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, you know, at least she's not nineteen year old. She's ninety nine, baby. <laughs> she's ninety nine every time. <laughs> my co-host, Mr. <laughs> Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing there, buddy? I imagine this is what a ninety year old tastes like too. <laughs> Chemicals and booze. You see, Sam, first you buy the bucket, then you <laughs> fill it with ice, and then you party. party. <laughs> Hence why it's called a party bucket this is like that i can't remember the name of the comedian but there was somebody that did direction he uh analyzed the directions on the side of the pop tart box (laughs) (laughs) which is quite funny and one of them was like removed from package like oh really (laughs) i gotta take this out of the foil (laughs) fuck yeah brilliant fucking bad ice and party huh Bad ice and party it's it's delightful Mel, do you want, you want more of it? Polynesian Products Company from Louisville, Kentucky. Someone tells me that's taking the Come piss. Come on, give me another hit of my 20s. Keep it. <laughs> you can keep it. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, <laughs> review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Uh, Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Uh, just You got to get in touch and tell us what Mel's face looked like. <laughs> That was from this angle was fucking hysterical. Uh, it's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and uh, DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Got to tell you what, the brand new Drip Shack is on fire. Do you our, see the pint glass showing up? Our boy Jared out in uh, Hawaii got his Hawaii. Uh, got I his DU pint glass. Post a little picture of him drinking a beer. Fucking love that. Um, you can find the DU uh, the DU Drip Shack on. Every single one of our mm-hmm. socials, our link tree is pinned to the top of each one of our pages, yep. has every place to go, including our DU Drip Shack. And That's we right. have a, we I, have a great new logo for the show, by the way, a great uh, cartoon uh, graphic of, of us, myself yep. and Graham. And uh, it's really great. Check it out. Uh, like we actually do own the URL. Do you drip shack? Yeah, motherfucker. Because that's how we spend Patreon money. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to need you to sign up at least three friends this week, please. <laughs> that URL is not cheap. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, keep keep buying the stuff. Show it around. It's it's fucking great. It's so. awesome. I'm actually, uh, you know, getting getting myself together for uh, my what I'm buying finally. Okay. We're through the holidays. Everything's now, you know, back to normal. Finances are back in order. 
right after having three birthdays in two weeks yeah yeah it was and then a, a couple of holidays time. for a lot of people all that kind of shit so uh everything's getting back to normal and i'm gonna be buying myself some stuff uh, i think a pint glass with y'all's faces on it makes an excellent valentine's day gift I would say so. Could accompany a Valentine's Day video, too. <laughs> Are we going back to Valentine's Day? I kind of like it. Okay, we'll do it. We'll go at old school this year. Oh, Christian, you do not know what you are in. Well, no, you sent him. I sent him. I, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Or we, what you're in for. we could skip Valentine's Day if you want, and we could just do the weird holidays like we did before. President's Day. President's Day. was pretty great. <laughs> but you had to pick a good one. I figured your, uh, your holiday video this year would be uh, St. Patrick's Day, since you both have kilts. Ah, my kilt's Scottish, though. Well, he oh. was Scottish. Well, yeah. so is Houston. So, what do you yeah. want? Well, that's good. Wear kilts. What are we? Never mind. That's gonna be. That could be bad. <laughs> so we should pick odd holidays. Like I was gonna say Columbus Day. Then I remembered it was Indigenous Peoples Day. Then I remembered that's probably racist if we did. Yeah. Yeah. Saying it aloud and backtracking it was bad. Years, probably not. Yeah, the not way a good should, thing. Because I was know, thinking about oddball holidays, and I was like, "Oh, let's do Columbus Day." And I was like, "Wait a second, that's not Columbus Day anymore." You understand? <laughs> yeah. Then, right. Okay. Very good. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mister Graham, the list rolls on, and before we even get started, before you read about it. Big shout out to my girl, Jillian, who is uh, one of my counterparts in uh, Texas and for uh, for for the company I work for. And she managed to find this bottle when we could not find it anywhere. We will talk about some of the price. She got it for me at SRP. It no go for SRP on the Internet. No. In fact, it goes for like three time SRP on the Internet now. That's right. So so the newest edition of the Drip Shack is whiskey that has touched our lips that we've spit back into a 100 ml bottle <laughs> and we're selling it for four hundred dollars a piece uh, <laughs> like those YouTubers that sell their farts or whatever. Exactly. Belle so Delphine, who was that girl? I, I poured this sold her bath water, right? I've yet to take a sip. Me so either. I'm waiting to go. Gotcha. All about. right. So this is number 13. This is Fireball Canadian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the real company guy there just kidding um uh, for those of you that uh, don't know i started representing sazerac today and uh, everybody's making fun of me for it including my store owners because it took me three hours to accomplish one store yes because <laughs> there's so many skews anyway yeah so now uh we're back to the list uh anyway number 13 this is the mayagakyo peated uh 96 percent by or i'm sorry 96 proof 48 percent by volume this SRP is two hundred and seventy-five dollars, uh, is what it says in the journal or in the um, uh, whiskey advocate. We got it for what two sixty, two fifty, two fifty. Panel rating was ninety-four. This is a Japanese single malt, and your blurb comes to you. This is Nika, uh, by via the way, right? David Fleming. What you said, Mayako, but it's Nika, right? Here's Nika the, is the the brand. Yeah, cool. yeah this is their Maya Gikyo. Maya Gikyo. Very good. M I Y A G I K Y O. Maya Gikyo. Uh, uh, David Fleming brings you the blurb today from Whiskey Advocates Tasting Panel. This is the conventional understanding of Nika's two distilleries is that uh, Yoichi whiskeys are smoky while Mayagakyo expressions are light and fruity. Here, Nika disrupts that thinking in a marriage of peat smoke with all that Mayagakyo has to offer. The nose starts with lemon, apricot, and poached pear. The smoke gently, As the smoke gently emerges, the palate offers vanilla, caramel, and a layered subtle peat smoke that is positively ethereal. There is lots more to explore. If Nika hoped to break the mold and venture into new spaces, it has succeeded admirably. 
with this masterpiece. So let's give it a go. Very subtle smoke on the mm-hmm. nose, almost nothing really. What you what you expect from a peated whiskey like a Laphroaig or you know those you other examples, it's a big campfire, and there's yeah. not that here. Uh, by the way, I broke out the Riedels for tonight. Yeah, too. so you know what this reminds me of, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the nose, is that Glenfiddich Fire and Cane? Okay. It's sweetness up front, and then you get that nice just hint of smoke on the back. Smokier than the nose would lead on. Not overly smoky. It doesn't overpower anything. There's no iodine or Band-Aid to it. It's this no. nice kind yeah. of consistent smoke. Big citrus up front. And then it finishes on this like <clears throat> this floral note that you would typically see at a Speyside. Again, like I said. Oh. So what I also did for us today. I don't because, mind it. Hey, we are drinking a $250 bottle of a $275 bottle of uh, whiskey. whiskey. I also went ahead and got us some uh, spring water as well. There's two ways whenever you see or hear somebody saying adding a touch of water to a single malt, right? There's a couple of ways you can do it. First and foremost, always use bottled water. If you use tap water, you introduce the the outside allergens or contaminants that could affect the the whiskey. Now you can just take like so and pour a drop in, or you can use one of these trusty eyedroppers as well. I'm about to do for Mel. And just throw a couple of drops in there. Uh, what you're ultimately looking for is just a little bit of translucent change in the whiskey itself. You'll see the kind of the oils get a little separate. cloudy. Yeah, you'll see the oils start to separate a little bit. And what this will typically do is it'll, quote, open up the whiskey a little bit more. It kind of just dilutes a little bit of the back end heat. And just opens up a little bit more of the floral. Just allow those flavors to stand out a bit more uh, and get rid of the alcohol heat. Um, not fully, oh, but it just takes the bite off of it. That's a that is a definite noticeable change. Thank you. Yeah, mm. I'll tell you the third a way. More, a little more sharpness to the front mm-hmm. to it. I'll tell you the third way that you can apply your water, but that's for DU After Dark, which you can find. Uh, also known as Injury Time at Patreon.com backslash DU or forward slash. Excuse me, I was corrected by Mike Rogers. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash. Senator. D football show. Um, the great liver puttyan from Voxel. <laughs> uh, Christian wants to know, is Graham going to be a Buffalo Trace fanboy like me now? No. Buffalo <laughs> Trace is good whiskey. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is on the much sweeter end. And for me, is kind of one dimensional. It's not bad whiskey. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But it's just I, that and Blanton's are two that I think aren't all what they're cracked up to be. You move on to like Eagle Rare. Some of the higher end E.H. Taylors that, that you're getting into some fun, fun, crazy stuff. Stag Juniors, George T. Stag, all that kind the of we- stuff. The Weller, LaRue. the Wellers, yeah, the LaRue and is, the LaRue. Oh is, my god! Yeah, you're getting into some really fun stuff. But Buffalo Trace and Blantons are kind of batch made bourbons. Why they're not more readily available, I don't know. They have the juice, they just don't release it. Yeah. Um. But so I'd like the whiskey. Don't get me wrong. If I'm offered it, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, but they are kind of one-dimensional for me, uh, uh, honestly, honestly what which I'm, I'm sad to say. I'm looking forward to you getting your hands on is some of the cheap, more accessible stuff like the uh, ancient uh, uh, or old age or, or origin age. Like there's there's some stuff that just like basically $15 bourbon from them. That's some Kentucky great, gentleman. Not, no, no, not just <laughs> Kentucky gentleman. There's very old others. Bartons. Yeah. Very old Barton is one. Benchmark is eight year old. Another. Yeah. Yep. Dirt cheap and good. Got all of it. 
good. Yeah, dirt cheap and good. Hit me up. Yep. If you buy 600 cases by June, you can uh, maybe get one bottle of Pappy in October. <laughs> oh, yay. How about that? Love it. <laughs> good. Uh, now, the one the one thing I will say, a uh, $250 bottle of um, whiskey does not need to be on this top 20. No. <clears throat> we, we say this every year. year. Yeah. This this list, when they, they yeah, themselves... This year, there was, what, parameters. three this year? Uh, Something like that? Two over 250 and one at 175. And yeah. we were fortunate enough to get... All three, well, two of them at SRP, and one of them's later on down the list. And we got the 175 one from a friend. So we were fortunate to not have to uh, <clears throat> end up being charged for that one. But God, like, just there's no need. There, no, there's really there no really need. isn't. It's, it's, an, it's a magnificent whiskey, but it's also... A super limited edition mm -hmm. legitimately could not find it on the East Coast. It was never sold in our market. It was never sold in D.C. In New York. It was. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. We couldn't Texas. find it. It was yep. in Texas. Yeah. So. Yeah. This, <laughs> but it, luckily, it, so, you and I over the years have kind of cultivated a nice network of people that, you know, and we are who we are, mm -hmm. you know, not not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but people like us <laughs> we're able and to uh, we're out. able to figure it out. So. Um, but uh, yep. it's it none, is, of you, none of you lot that are watching right now. Y'all didn't help with nothing. But <laughs> now only a couple of <laughs> only a good handful of give us fucking money every month, Sam. So you should shut the fuck up. Nah. Uh, but all, all of that being said, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal whiskey. Yeah, it's I'm, it's, I'm it's very it's we definitely to, very good whiskey. I'm glad we were able to get it. I'm glad we didn't have to overpay for it. If we would have had to overpay for it, I would have. I'd be disappointed. Very disappointed. Uh, but over 150 dollars as a general rule of thumb, I don't particularly think it's worth it in general. Yeah. Because the other thing is, one, you're having one glass a year, probably if it costs that much money. Maybe yep. two Christmas and in, in your birthday. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe President's <laughs> Day. You know, to honor those that came before us. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, but other than, I mean, you're drinking it. The whole point of drinking, right, is to is one for flavor, sure, great, but ultimately to get drunk. And if you have four glasses in a sitting, one, the fourth isn't going to taste the same. And you just, in four glasses of whiskey of a bottle that's this expensive, you spent $85 to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's why people drink Keystone Ice. It's because they can spend $15 for 30 beers and be pilt. I, I drink Ice House because it's tasty. Sure you do. <laughs> what else should we do, Mr. Grant? Always remember to drink responsibly. Let's have a good show, kids. These aren't Riedels, right? These are Riedels. Oh, these are Riedels? Yeah. yeah. You can always nice, tell. Got that nice little ting to them, huh? All right. That doesn't work when I'm holding it. Top two clubs. Still doesn't work. <laughs> can I go ahead and do the intro for the segment? Sir? Sorry, I was oh. trying to do the I mean, I know you were. Thing. I was just going to make sure. I didn't want to, you know, ruin your time. Okay. Kids. <laughs> There's oh. a show to do. Put the fucking glasses down. I don't want to talk about this. Top two clubs each faced a set of setbacks at away clubs that have caused them headaches over the past few seasons. Everton won, Arsenal nil, Tottenham won, Man City nil. All right. Hey, Mel, let me go ahead and grab this and do what I got to do every no, week. No, it's no, time no, for... no, no, Wait. no, 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 Houston. What's that? Houston, what? you actually didn't lose this week. Oh, you mean I don't have to take the shot of Malort? No. Okay, well, let me go ahead and pour that shot of Malort for Graham <laughs> right now, because I want this taste in his mouth throughout the entire segment. That's the cruelest that. thing, is the follow-up, that excellent whiskey with that Malort. There you go, Mr. Graham. I put my hair like this so I don't have to look at you during it. <laughs> uh, 
It's embarrassing when you watch. The shame, shameful face. <laughs> um, so the Dice era begins at Everton. And honestly, <sighs> honestly, in the first half, outside of the ball that got cleared off the line by Cody, which really wasn't all that tough of a clear away, Everton had far and away the better chances. Saka had one very good chance in the game. I think he may have scraped the outside of the post. But other than that, Arsenal didn't really create much. It was very flat from them. Um, and th- these are the game, the types of games that we normally have gotten through this season. Where in seasons past we didn't, but we haven't won at Goodison Park. If I don't know if you know this, since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been six years since we've won at that ground. Draws which or is, losses. The last three in a row have been losses. Yep. So it's kind of a bogey ground for us. In general, Burnley was a bogey ground or bogey team rather for Arsenal. And you put the Goodison Park with Sean Dyche. Extra, like. extra bogey. <laughs> so there was no way uh, for us to really get through this. I, I'd call John Wednesday, you know, or Thursday when you were yeah. you started to feel ill. Um, and I kind of perked you up a bit with my assessment of it. You're like, like this game worries me. Where I, I'm, it's for me, the loss wasn't even on my mind. It was, it was an ugly one-one or a nil-nil draw. <laughs> is is what I had firmly in my mind. Mm-hmm. The point being is dropped points, but for Sean Dice to show up at Everton. And it ended up being a Dwight McNeil corner to a James Tarkovsky header that does it in just (laughs) smacks of, I don't like you, Merseyside lot. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where in his post-match interview with a radio station, little slip of the tongue, Mikel Arteta said, we had a really tough time at Burnley today. (laughs) Did he really? Uh, Yeah, he did. And think about it. Besides the fact that Sean Dyche's shows is not synonymous with Burnley in general, it, it sounds like a dig, right? At Arteta's trying to levy at Everton. Yeah. How could it be? Because he was their fucking captain for eight years or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he forgot. Sean Dyche had that profound of an effect that he forgot he was at the club that he played at. And it's is w- fucking ridiculous. It wasn't like the Manchester City draw where. Uh, yeah, go ahead and enjoy that. Mel, stud. you want to. Take a photo. It wasn't like the it Manchester City draw. For the second time this season. <clears throat> yep. Where Frank put 11 behind the ball and they just managed to hold on and it took some big saves and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Remember that old friend? Remember that old friend? Have you enjoy it there, buddy. Oh, yeah. That's a good looking face. <sighs> good job, bud. Proud of you. We might have to change that to a Leicester Cup, by the way. <laughs> Newcastle's doing well. Oh, that's good. My hair looks really gray there. Jesus. So the where this <laughs> one hair agenda, it wasn't Everton sitting back and withstanding a ton of pressure because there would have been a lot more shots than 13 and a lot more shots than three on target. This was more of Everton kind of in the middle of the pitch, disrupting things. And this really came to three fucking people. And I've been waiting to see them do this. And Frank would never do it because DeCorey somehow fell out of favor to Corey, Unana, and Ghana. Wow. I mean, bossed it, and they just decided you're not going to get to play through Odegarden, and Odegarden's not going to get to create for you. I mean, so, so much to the point where he had to sub out Odegarden and sub out um, uh, Partey as well. Partey was obviously because of the injury, too, but he needed to sub in a guy like Jorginho just to see if he could get some fucking passes together. Just do something, yeah. Um Arsenal bereft of ideas at times, uh, but the, it really, I mean, Arsenal had chances. You would expect 
and it has happened what, eight, nine times a season, mm-hmm. um, Odegaard to put that one chance away that he skied. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Martinelli cut back to him. Yep. Um, and that's happened, you know, it just, it wasn't hitting for Arsenal on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, couple that with, you know, Sean Dyche doing what he does with the team, has a full week to work. You had last weekend, we didn't have a game, right? So mm-hmm. I think a little bit of a lull set in there as well because there was no competitive football for 10 days uh, while the FA Cup fourth round was happening. Um, and we just lost a little bit of our edge uh, in that time frame, and we just looked flat. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Like I said, we did create some chances, but they were either not on target or easily saved. I would like to think that, but um, if you you if I was a betting and I am a betting yeah. man because of Mikalenko and some of the things that we said, like I bet on soccer to score. Yeah, because he Mikul- shaved the outside of the post, but that was it. On a on a different day, we saw well last week or two weeks ago, he hit the post and scored just inside the post. Honestly, what Mikalenko ended up doing because he you you could tell it was a mismatch, and you could tell soccer was going to beat him. Mikalenko just started beating up on him. Yeah. Just start beating up on them. What's well, Sean Dyche? That's yeah. the, that's the way. If you can't and beat them, get in their face. I would like to think. I would like to think uh, Dyche uh, around the seventieth uh, minute grabbed a uh, good old little Neil Lespay and brought him up next to him. And goes, all right, son. What I need you to do is go out there, and there's going to be a big jar of shit in the middle of the field. And you take this big bowl and need you to stir it, <laughs> stir it real fucking good. He was a bit cunty. <laughs> Neil well, make I mean, less. Oh, the minute the minute he felt like he was getting fouled, he'd go down. Uh-huh. Got a ton of calls, and and honestly, if you think about it, he probably shaved a good three four minutes of that match. Not even the scuffle at the end, but just well, Zim- general, Zimchenko. Just, besides, that, I mean, just the, Sean Dice <laughs> just gets in your head, mm-hmm. right? His teams just get in your head. Zimchenko, who's been very, very calm, collected. And 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 professional since he's been at Arsenal has lifted the mentality. Was caught with his hand in the cookie jar on a make less dive. Yeah, perhaps you know, perhaps uh, perhaps Casemiro should have been watching that little scuffle and go. Well, we'll talk about is, that soon. This is how you handle a scuffle. I'd like to see his Pornhub search history. <laughs> Casemiro has to be into some BDSM type shit. <laughs> Interracial BDSM, because remember, it was Casper, the friendly midfielder, Will Hughes. Daddy, <laughs> choke me. Oh, okay. Anywho, uh, this is really... Interracial stepdaddy, <laughs> choke me. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, Will Hughes is the whitest person in the league. <laughs> ultimately, for both sides, it's very safe to say this is one game. Yeah. Okay? And, and we're going to get to it. You get let off the hook. And for Everton, you're still in 18th place. You're still in the relegation zone. This is one match with the new manager. It's now got to be move on to the Derby. Yeah, it's but you, got, that's where your brain set and your mindset's got to be. It's let's worry about the next game. Let's worry about getting out of where we are. But also for once, you didn't lose ground on anybody and actually gain ground on a couple of teams. Yeah. Further distance yourself from Southampton and ba- jumped over Bournemouth, jumped over Bournemouth. Right. And then um, but you didn't lose ground to Leicester. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose any ground to, to Forest. You didn't. The other teams that we think are going to be there you didn't lose ground to Wolves. Yep. Um, uh, Leeds is now tied with Leeds, us. right? Exactly. Leeds um, firing uh, Jesse Marsh obviously mm-hmm. this morning yep, as we're well. Talk about that as well. Um, yeah. So uh, you, what you did was you you gained some confidence and you could you saw some things here that you could build from. And, and but it was it was also it was a cohesive performance. I mean, the whole team was pulling in the same direction the whole time. 
that was one and of the things we talked about multiple what you've times. Lacked. Is where Frank, it doesn't seem like they knew what they were doing under Frank. And right. And I told you how many times exactly this season. What they were doing. How many times have I the, the board is a problem. Yeah. But separately, Frank was not getting the best out of the players. Right. You have a half decent squad. Yeah. Yeah. But Frank was not doing his job. Um, it's a. Uh, I was I was happy as hell, and now my for me as a supporter, it's like I'm already onto the derby. That's where my brain is. It's already there because yeah, it was great to get a W, and I loved it, and it's fun to get a piss on you, get one over. But you know, another browse history search probably for Casemiro. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> You're just a shit Newcastle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, there it was. Chance for City. To get it to two points, and they fuck it right off. I don't know if De Bruyne pissed him off or if this was a Pep overthinking job. Uh, it sounds like a Pep overthinking job from the uh, from the pregame presser that he that he said it was purely tactical and that he wanted to line up differently purely, against Tottenham. Purely tactical to bench the best creative midfielder in the world. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. But City also looked bereft of of ideas. They look uh, even when De Bruyne came on, they were off the pace. I mean, they were slow. They had a majority of the chances. Uh, well, I'm sorry. They had a majority of the ball. Spurs actually had more shots on target uh, than, than yeah. City did. Um, they couldn't get Holland the ball. And Christian Romero what was. Doing? What are you doing? No, that not first... what are you doing? I mean, he loves it. He <laughs> absolutely loves it. He that first, Within that the first, first three, was just what, four dumb. or five minutes, he went and just absolutely cleaned Holland out. Yeah. And you can see every time Holland was going uh, looking for the ball to be played to him, he was looking over his shoulder. Like, where's Romero? <laughs> and that now the second one I think was really stupid. Yeah. Um but he also posted uh still shots um on his story and his Instagram of him being shown both cards and walking off were three <laughs> of the five photos. God bless. Were three of the five photos. <laughs> so he fully is sold in, bought in on what he did was like perfect. He's like, he's an underrated shithouse, I think. Oh, yeah. And Christian Romero. Also on, on the other side of the pitch, uh, uh, Royal and um, Edison Royal and uh, Jack Grealish having themselves a tussle every single time Ever- they touch the ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, you're absolutely right. They constantly did. Constantly throwing each other around, constantly fuck with each other. Uh, Royal getting more of the big tackles, more of the big stops, and just. But then Romero couple. apparently didn't think he did, was doing it hard enough, and decided <laughs> to take matters into his own hands. Let me do it harder. I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Interestingly enough, another search history uh, nugget from Casemiro. <laughs> I want it harder. I want harder. <laughs> uh, but we are burying the headline: Harry Kane now passes the great Jimmy Greaves. Never, right? heard, never heard of either um, of them. As the all-time goal scorer, hey, hey. You've already done some Malort, so stop being so bitter. If this was any other team, yeah, he's any one of, he's, other team, he's one of their own. You're right. You would, you would, you would acknowledge the fact that someone became the all-time scorer for their club. He's the all-time scorer for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, 267 uh, passing Jimmy Greaves, the late great Jimmy Greaves, mm-hmm. uh, 266 uh, goals. Um, the funniest part I thought was his his post-match on the field when they ran up to him and said like harry kane how do you feel mm-hmm. and he was like well, i can't really put it in words to be honest and i was like <laughs> well, in my head thinking probably because we wouldn't understand it anyway <laughs> you just don't even want to say it but yeah now nah, he um uh yeah well i mean well done to the mouth breathing twat he did it he is now spurs all-time leading goal scorer uh still having no trophies uh now only a point out of 
fourth place yes. and getting back in the Brighton Champions still League. hot on their heels. Yep. So um, it's going to be an interesting top four race because uh, Newcastle seem to be occasionally playing to not lose as opposed to win. Right. Uh, they're still having a little bit of difficulty putting the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where they actually finish. They also now have a chance at a trophy for the first time in 28 years or something. With the League Cup. With yeah. the League Cup. So these next few weeks, are they going to be fully focused on the league or is it going to be this holding pattern of trying not to lose? I mean, they, the, Newcastle right now are the epitome of the NFL's prevent defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't give up the big play. Right. You know what I mean? And that's it. They're not really taking the game by the scruff of the neck in, in, in any sense. Right. Exactly. So uh, Spurs seem to look a little bit better without Conte on the sidelines. Obviously, he's <laughs> homesick. He had his gallbladder removed, yep. uh, but apparently FaceTimed Harry Kane after the game to congratulate him. Aw. <laughs> A rare show of emotion from such a hard bastard. And then this morning, the bombshell. The English Premier League has uh, set down sanctions on, or not has not laid down sanctions, but has officially charged, that's what I was looking for, has officially charged Manchester City with violations to the financial fair play rule. Yes. Uh, You would imagine Chelsea will be having that conversation soon enough as well. Um but you have to turn your books in at the end of the year, and they have forensic accountants that go through everything, and um, they you know see if you're found in breach of the rules, and City obviously are. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we kind of all know how it goes, though. Um, that it could be up to and including um, expulsion from the league, mm-hmm. which that, won't happen. That won't happen. It could be a points deduction, which won't happen. That won't happen uh, because they want. And UEFA also want City in the Champions League. They want these things to happen. They need their cash cows. Mm -hmm. And um, typically try not to piss off oil-rich states uh, when you're a Western country. So Mm -hmm. City will be there uh, or thereabouts uh, again this season without, uh, regardless of what these sanctions are. Mm -hmm. Uh, I imagine... Because Champions League had a chance to suspend them for violation. And they didn't. And they did not. Correct. I think they gave them a $40 million fine. No, it was a... Yeah, because it was a twenty million dollar fine for uh, for trying to do the Super League, because that was that we're going to teach them twenty one million. Yeah, yeah, I think for all six clubs. Yeah, we're going to teach them a lesson. That was the FA's thing. But apparently, mm-hmm. what I found interesting in this is the language uh, was a little bit different, and there was a little caveat in towards the end of the statement uh, from the Premier League that said that they will not have the opportunity to appeal this to the court for arbitration of sport, which is interesting. So when they do their rulings and they lay down their uh, sanctions, it's final. It's final. They cannot so appeal it. Say there is a five point deduction. A lot of times they'll have a stay because they'll appeal it to the court for arbitration of sport, mm-hmm. and they take six months or whatever it is to go through it. <laughs> Season's over. They can deal with a five point deduction next season if it's upheld. Fine, no problem. But they can't do that appeal. So it, right. whatever penalty comes down <clears throat> will probably be instantaneous. Um, they could do something like they did to Darby uh, or Reading, whoever it was last season, where the, the points deduction got postponed to the following season. Right. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't imagine there's going to be a point deduction. Always a you can never say never, obviously, um, but there's a ninety nine point nine chance there's no expulsion and there's no points deduction. It'll be a massive fine and probably a transfer window ban. Ultimately, what it boils down to for City, though, because they don't have a very loyal fan base uh in general a lot of we make fun of them all the time for having mostly corporate fans and everything else checkbook fc uh-huh what happens with a transfer ban does pep guardiola stay and tarnish his legacy of being a winning coach because he can't 
bring in any new players or fresh ideas? Or does he fuck off? Because without being able to spend all of that oil money, who's going there? They're going to fall back into the regular rotation of big European club coaches. And we've already seen people like Ancelotti. Like they're, Some of them are a little bit past their prime. Mm-hmm. And some of them will get a song out of the team for a season or two, but it's not going to be anything. No, but then you end up changing the manager every time. I mean, right. it's still dreary Manchester. You still have, I mean, the wage package is what's going to draw players. But now with this financial fair play breach, you're going to be looked at harder. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that City could suffer on the back end of this because they can't attract Top, 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 top level talent and, and, and management. Well, they're also not able to do what they typically do because this is what they did early on was, frankly, take players from you. Mm-hmm. Like you'd saw them do that with uh, Nazari being the best. The best Nazari, Colotore, mm-hmm. a few of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Chelsea Gail did Clichy. it too. Chelsea did it too with Fabregas. And, uh-huh. you know, so it's uh, Manchester United did it with um, the Robin striker. Van Percy. Yeah, Percy. Yeah. Like yeah. it just. That kind of stuff, it it happens quite a bit, and City did it with gonna, that of Ior too. Yeah, so it's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna. I I just don't see it happening, to be honest. With I you. I don't either. But like I said, the the ultimate ramifications that that could snowball from a transfer ban for a year or or three windows or whatever, that could be what's actually detrimental to City. Right now, for me, I find that not a damn thing's gonna happen. There'll be a hundred million dollar fine. Maybe there'll be a year transfer ban, maybe, and there will be a brief statement that says this matter has been put to rest. Move on. Nothing to see here. Yeah. More than likely, yes. It's just like a rich person getting accused with a crime here in this country. If this was Leeds, if this was Villa, if this was Wolverhampton, if this was West Ham, if this was an old storied club, an old storied club that's been in the Premier League, that's got this kind of history to it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They'd get the same $100 million fine. They'd get the same transfer ban. They'd also get a 15-point points deduction. There'd be a giant press conference about it with the Premier League standing up there going, look at us Uh saving football. Because they would never dare do that to a single one of the top six sides because piss off one of those top six sides enough and somebody like City will go, you know what? We don't have really close ties to the English Premier League. Hey, Juventus. Hey, uh, Madrid. Barca. You guys still interested in doing that Super League thing? Let's fucking talk about that. Mm -hmm. And all six of those teams, and this is, I, your team has done it right. You have done your books correctly. Liverpool does their books correctly. Mm -hmm. Tottenham does their books correctly. Manchester United is so fucking rich. I mean, they have everyone in China owns a Manchester United jersey. They're never going to be found for fault of financial fair play because they just have that. They, but they that, literally that, have that much money. That's the other piece of the city argument right. that, I, that I'm saying. They're not even the biggest club in their own town. Precisely. That's the other piece of it, right? Is Manchester United, if they finish in 10th, can still attract talent because of who they are. But clubs like Chelsea and City Act, and they and they are not bringing in that kind of money, but the problem is, is ultimately the English Football League can not they can't survive without the top six because yeah. they could leave, uh-huh. and it's going to be this little slap on the wrist. And I think there, I think there could be a transfer ban, but it's going to be a, well. Yeah. There's already the precedent for it, what they did to Chelsea, obviously. Right. So, but that does hurt teams at the top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw it with De Bruyne is what 31 now, and he's 
kind of being a dick and being, yeah. you know, acting kind of petty and everything else. If they can't bring in somebody to replace him, they could fall out of Champions League. Right. They could. I mean, ultimately, it won't mean anything for them because they're backed by a state. Yeah. Right. So it'll be fine. But that, I, it, for a team like that, if Pep goes, I think they could fall in some hard times and finish mid table three, four seasons in a row. Right. That could. That could could happen. But the money's there to rebound and go right. Of back course, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, of course, so yeah. Nothing, and, nothing really and again, changes, as you say. But, but that's the that's we all over the world in every country and everything else. It happens in Russia. It happens in England. It has the government. Everybody is beholden to these rich cons that control everything, and that's where we stand with these guys. So good news, Graham. It's going to end up happening. This is going to fire up City. They're now going to make their famous charge. They're going to go on and win the league. And at the end of the season, you, much like Liverpool, are going to be bitching and moaning about how if they should have gotten a points deduction and you should be the real title holders. But the truth of the matter will be is both of you lost the league at Goodison Park. I actually have a good reply to that, but I'm going to let you live on your zinger. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Dick. (laughs) You're quite welcome. Love you too, Graham. A couple of big results for other relegation battling sides. This weekend, along with Everton, Wolverhampton 3. You know, by the way, they beat Arsenal 1-0. So. Uh, Wolverhampton 3, Liverpool 0, even though Klopp would oh, you tell know you what? I, I am going to do it. Okay? <laughs> I am going to do it. This, if we do win the title, this will be the third time White Hart Lane has played a, uh, played a part in that. <laughs> All <Okay>. right, good. <laughs> Thanks, boys. West Ham 1, Newcastle 1. Uh, Liverpool's woes at the back continue. Oh, yeah. Quick, just... I mean, and here's the worst part about that own goal, and, and I feel like I'm being an apologist for Liverpool. It's like the most unhappenable thing. A ball coming back in that hits off the back of his leg that, like, goes the off other direction. Off his trail leg, <laughs> hits just, the inside of his thigh, behind the other leg, into the far corner. It was so strange. That but is, if he doesn't make the, if he doesn't attempt to tackle that, you'd yeah, be mad at him. Right. As, if as he doesn't attempt to block it. Allison just beat a former keeper. I know I would be sitting there just looking at that one going in going seriously the the fuck the actual fuck like god damn man we just started the fucking game you know they give up a quick goal right after that to fucking dawson and it just the woes just fucking continue it just seems to be getting worse and worse this was the game i thought liverpool could win get a little and rebound get, get a little yeah, pep yeah, in their so step. And Wolves came to fucking play, dude. Yeah, they did. Uh, I did feel bad for Adama Traore, who was trying to uh, look like Happy, uh, not Happy Gilmore. Um, what's his name? Uh, Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when remember when he made that Bobby play? Boucher. Yeah, Bobby Boucher. Because my was, Bobby Boucher would not play the foosball. He uh, he, you know, slap hands, slap hands when he was standing <laughs> in the end zone. Adama went over to to try to slap hands with uh, Ruben Neves, and he just wasn't happy. He was like, "Yeah, but I scored the goal. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Get away." This is my moment. Um, but yeah, the, so but the winner of the day mm-hmm. is Wolves' social media team. Did yes. you see what they did? No. Please uh, go. They had two screenshots side by side. One was the post-match comments of uh, one Mr. Jurgen Klopp that said that he doesn't count the third goal because that was the only time the whole half they crossed the halfway line. Right. So Wolves looked like a magazine cover, had Nevesh ruining a chance like this. Right, the hands on head, like oh fuck, like that, mm-hmm. and it had Wolves two nil, and it listed the goal scorers underneath of it, and then Neves crossed out. <laughs> so they still would have won two nil. They still would have <laughs> like, won two. What nothing. are you talking about? Um, 
But yeah, it was, I mean, Liverpool edged a lot of the offensive statistics. They had more shots, they had more shots on goal. They, I, I feel like it's going to happen for them eventually, but they're they're lacking so much in intensity. They just don't, they're not the same. They're, this is not heavy metal football. This is 97.1 Watch FM. This is <laughs> this is fucking soft rock stuff at best. I mean, it, th- this this particular game, you might as well have flipped on the fucking jazz channel. It was such smooth sailing yacht rock, maybe. What is, mm-hmm. what is that called? Yep, yacht rock. It, it's just like fucking Margaritaville nonsense here. Y- yacht rock football. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're playing this season. There's just no intensity whatsoever. Um, most Salah looks like the only, he's the only one that's trying, and he only does that two-thirds of the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just, you know, Wolves, Wolves came with the intensity. The same thing Everton did, really. Mm-hmm. They came with the intensity. They got in their face. They, they hurried and, and rushed them. Um, and whatever they weren't able to clean up, Jose saw was. Well, we were talking about earlier in the season that the problem that they were having wasn't scoring goals. They've gone out and they've gotten a bunch of pieces. Feels like Lapetegui is going to make those pieces work and they're going to be okay. He's a good coach. He's just a dickhead for quitting on Spain two days before the World Cup. Yeah. But well, he's, Sp- Spain, Spain fired, fired him, him because he openly took the Real Madrid job post-World Cup. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But either way, this is, you know, what are you going to do? This is just this is what happens when you play fucking, you know, Margaritaville football. Klopp has till the end of the season, right? I would think so. I think he may have beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. Who are you going to trust Thomas Tuchel to do a rebuild? I mean, look what he did at Chelsea. The, right. the, when they won something at Chelsea was the season he inherited a squad. This team also doesn't need a full rebuild. If everybody's healthy, they're they, a, their they're entire a midfield needs side. to be changed. Their entire yeah. midfield needs to be changed. But they do need defensive reinforcements. And Nunez yeah. is a bust, yeah. in my opinion. All okay. right. I think they could still get something out of Nunez. But. I think Diego Jota's injury is more important than anybody made out to be. Oh, huge. And I also think that Firmino not playing as much is more important than anybody. Uh, Diaz as well. Made missing, it out to be. missing Diaz. Diaz's injury was bad because he yeah. look a. A like-for-like Mane replacement. Played at that high intensity. Just tried shit. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it came off because he's a good player. Nunez tries shit. You go, what are you doing? (laughs) Why? So the Magpies come out fucking flying. Yep. And then completely fuck it off. Yep. Because the rest of that match, it was West Ham, dude. It was fucking West Uh, Ham the rest of that match. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle had a bit of a go uh, here and there. They had some spells, but they were patchy at best in, Mm -hmm. in terms of when they were on top in the game. Um, and what you've come to expect from them this season is they're on top in most games. Right. Uh, and they just they just weren't. Um, with Newcastle scoring very early, uh, it could have been a very different story, except for VAR saw to that and, and uh-huh. ruined uh, former Arsenal player Joe Willock's day uh, and, and, and ruled his goal out for offside. My fantasy team appreciates that because uh, my opponent had Willock. 45 seconds later, though, uh, Callum Wilson ensured they actually did take the lead. Very composed finish, I thought, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, finishing on the run on his weaker foot. Uh, Paqueta, though, just uh, just over 10 minutes before halftime, um, uh, leveled. And then there were tons of shots and crosses throughout the rest of the game, but both defenses dealt with everything. And all in all, there only ended up being three total shots on target. Yeah. So, it, you know, it was organized from both sides. It was, it was a, a great defensive display, again, from Newcastle, limiting West Ham to only one goal, because you're right, they did have a few... Uh, a few more opportunities in Newcastle, I'd say. But the West Ham defense did well to block every cross that was put in. It did well to, to block shots before they were even a threat. So I, I thought both teams played well. Um, Since that City 3-3 draw, you're going to you, you're 
you might score. You ain't scoring a second on them. That's for damn sure. Right. Like you're scoring one. If you're going to beat them, you're going to beat them one nothing. One nil, yeah, yeah. And in all likelihood, they're gonna they're they're gonna probably try to get one on you. There. Here's the biggest thing though. It's obviously uh, Isaac's had um, in the League Cup um, semifinal had a concussion protocol injury, which kept him out of uh, the game against West Ham, which he really could have been a vital change. <laughs> To be able to have that that second striker to bring on or to remove um, or to replace Wilson in the game that could have helped. And also it just St. Max got the start, which was good to see. Like you're maybe he's, he's, he's going to get back embedded in. in. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, Gordon made his debut as well and uh, ran around and did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Can I try my hand at a transition, please? Much like both of these next two sides. Well, really, it's 12 sides, Sam, but we'll go ahead and give you that transition. I'll uh, I'll give you that one. Well, Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. We have Chelsea nil, Fulham nil, Leicester four, Villa two, Brentford three, Southampton nil, Brighton one, Bournemouth nil, Man U two, Crystal Palace one, Nottingham Forest one, Leeds nil. Uh, Fulham, this is the first four-pointer <laughs> since the 1975 season over Chelsea. It is the first time since 2002-2003 that they have not lost both matches to Chelsea in a West London derby. So, huh. good You said first four-pointer since when? 1975. 1975. Melissa. I was not born yet. He was, though, which is the, <laughs> which is the point of this. How does two-year-old Sam remember that? Was that Tuna, fond memories? It, it was of a that, great memory. That yeah, I, remember, I remember getting up, turning on the old black and white, and watching it with me pops. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, she ate a meat pie. Yeah, I had a meat pie. It was lovely. Yeah, I had a DiCaprio of there serving you said meat pie. <laughs> Did you have a choice in the matter? I'm confused. No, he no, was out with my aunt. She was 19 at the time. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That oh. also happens to be from Israel, strangely enough. Oh, the, brilliant. You know <laughs> what? Jokes and more sound check. Patreon.com forward slash D. You know what? Another West London Derby and another West London Derby that did not disappoint. Fulham played tough and resolute. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chelsea despite really. Despite the possession difference, yeah. I mean, Fulham had equal amount of chances. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I think they were down one shots on target, but actually outshot Chelsea overall. Mm -hmm. um, they forced their 108 million pound signing in Mudrik or 104 million pound signing in Mudrik off at halftime um, just because of tactics, because he was playing like shit. Uh, the funniest meme I saw was Chelsea really spent 104 million on the girl from Bendit Like Beckham. <laughs> Which was enjoyable because they, the, they have the same haircut. That meme yeah. gets a lot it's of play. So funny, yes, it does. It is so funny because he looks exactly like her, right? And then Enzo Fernandez, uh, look, he had one decent effort, uh, but other than that, I, I didn't think it was a particularly encouraging debut from him after the latest 108 million uh, that they threw <sighs> out uh, into the ether. Uh, both teams really lacked the cutting edge in this game. Um, at, at the end of the day. Uh, but there was some lovely stuff played up and down the field uh, from both sides, Fulham, really. Fulham's at the bridge. Are they really looking for a cutting edge? No, or are they looking no, to get they're out? looking for a draw. Yeah. Absolutely. And they got it. So, boom, good for them. They're, they sit, above, I think, three places, four places above them in the fucking table mm -hmm. right now. And for Chelsea, this is, you know, this is two games in a row you didn't lose, mm -hmm. where that's not necessarily been the case. So, 
defensively, maybe starting to figure it out a little bit, might be able to, you know, use this as a platform to try to figure out the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you know, this core of defenders maybe get a, a couple games in a row, see if they can't continue this this nice defensive run. Um, you know, I, uh, much like the first time this has happened since 1973, any sexual encounter you've been a part of, both sides leave happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Villa comes out swinging, but ultimately, shitty defensive mm. effort from that team. Terrible. God, yeah, they I, looked horrible. I thought we were supposed to be ready for Unai Emery defense. What happened? <laughs> yeah, uh, told you so. About what? You said we were going to be defensive. We're very offensive, <laughs> not very defensive. I think that's more of a personnel situation rather than him. Uh, but Ollie Watkins obviously got things going early on with the rebound. Madison said, fuck you. Equalized three minutes later. Yeah, but can I dwell on that Ollie Watkins? I was thinking Nacho. Madison was the third. No, Madison was the fourth. I thought number (laughs) one and two were, uh, were both the Nacho. No, Nacho. I don't know. No, Nacho scored once. I don't know. Nacho had two. Let's take a candor. Huh. Well, go ahead, Mel. Finish your thought well, I was about. I just saying the Watkins goal. That was a guy. He's been hungry for goals this entire season, and he's finally on a roll. And he just—that's that never say quit. There's. We saw a lot of that from Villa, despite the loss. I, I really liked that Watkins was following through in his goal when Dia was there at every time, and the two times that Emmy Martinez got pulled out of the goal. Both times when he got beat, first time Tyrone Mings coming full speed, trying to get that slide as a last minute block. Second time it was DL coming in full speed. Villa never gave up. We've got a fire and I'm I'm not, I'm I'm very encouraged by this team, despite that I might've fallen asleep during the last 10 minutes of the game. Just an off. It was just an off day at the office for yeah. Villa. Ultimately. Uh, the other thing I would no, say the though, team was better. I, mean, I don't just, know why this thought just popped in my better. head, what? but based on what you said, I, all I can think about now is Unai Emery doing a karaoke version of we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> for some I, reason. And I'd pay money to see that. Like our boy Mark did with all the signings from Nottingham Forest on our uh, 20 supporters show. Yes. It was fucking brilliant. Uh, the the other thing, too, that I, that I think ultimately helps Mr. Watkins, by the way, is the fact that Uma, Unai Emery just flat out said, you know what? You're my fucking striker. Mm-hmm. And then sold the other striker. Like, yep. did that tells the kid, you're my guy. Period. End of discussion. I mean, you in. could just put him on the bench so there is a backup plan. But is yeah. now you're a little short in attack. Yeah, he just he, uh, James Madison got the first goal. Twelve minutes. Okay, Iniacho assisted that goal. Okay, he scored himself on forty one, then assisted in the forty seventh for Tete's, and then Dennis Pratt uh, scored in the seventy ninth. Okay, I could have sworn that uh, he assisted was on twice and scored okay. once. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very good. Heard my my apologies, sir. You you write good notes, and Thank I just you. decided to shit all over you. I appreciate it, much like Everton did to Arsenal at Goodison Park this weekend. Much oh, like Leonardo save. DiCaprio did to never, <laughs> fuck it, never That's mind. Casemiro, Casemiro, so, yeah. 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 probably I, I Marilyn do have Manson, a, a new meme coming very soon. I can't uh, see it. The four stages of Malort. Uh-huh. I already sent you guys a copy of it. Oh, great. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, you're not going to get that meme on me because I don't take my Menort like a little bitch. Right. Anyways, uh, up the villa, I wasn't discouraged. Uh, good hustle and so much man love. I love all the man love that Villa has for one another. Cheers. While she's doing that, uh, 
the second best bum at Villa. Mm-hmm. Again, injured. No, he's the first best bum at Villa. Oh, Ashley's the second best. Ashley's Sorry. the best. Come on. Or second best, rather. Um, did you see her get a little feisty this weekend? No, I did not. Uh, she got tackled, mm-hmm. left on the ground, kind of looking around like, what the fuck? No call. Uh, I don't know how long later it was, but it was a like a real video. So it just kind of cut to the she was walking away, which I enjoyed. And then she fucking just leveled this girl. <laughs> Absolutely fucking leveled this girl. Like scissored the whole nine. That, well, I can't say that there. It, mm. Like a scissor tackle. Right. Not, got you. The scissor tackle. Not a Casimir porn up search. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got you. I said it's probably a David Louise porn up search in it. The old scissor. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Keep Which you can find kids. at Everton's new North Stand, the Brazzer Stand <laughs> of the new stadium they'll be playing in the championship in. All right. Keeping it moving. Bees <laughs> cruise at home, man. They just, they're, the bees are just cruising along, man. If they're playing in their building, they are damn near impossible to beat. Yeah, Southampton actually had more shots on target than mm-hmm. than, South, than, uh, than Brentford did. However, Brentford were absolutely fucking ruthless. Mm-hmm. Only four shots on target. Scored on three of them, obviously. And Buemo, Wisa, and... Uh, uh, and no, I'm sorry. Were- Wisa didn't score. He hit the post. He hit the uh, actual angle. It was in Buemo... Um, uh, Jan Elt and yeah. Ivan Tony were the were the three goals. No, no uh, I thought Ben Mee was number one and then Buemo was number two. Maybe Yan out missed also. Yeah. But why am I forgetting this all of a sudden? It's all good. The, um, don't do that. But the key thing was is those two goals. Fucking 99 peaches went straight to my head. Those first two goals were in the 40, <laughs> were in the 41st and like the 44th. And honestly, you come out in the second half and you're Brentford. You don't need to go get the match. No. So sometimes you see stats like, oh, Southampton outshot uh, Brentford. Well, it's probably because Brentford sat back and said, fuck off. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Ivan Tony actually got a card. Oh, okay, Got it. Which I just assumed since his name was on the score sheet, he scored. It was a goal. Yeah, Yeah, it had to be, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, good. Nope. Uh, Saints need their new transfers to bet in and bet in quick because they are. They it's there's no sinking like a stone. They are the fucking stone. They've got they've got to fix this shit. 100 percent. So I I don't like. Um searching for Southampton news, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have to appreciate Kenny uh, on this for, for getting in touch and letting me know what's happening with Southampton since I won't mm-hmm. look at it willingly. Right. Uh, somebody who is with NBC Sports, Joe Prince Wright, never heard a uh, double barrel last name, Joe, and then Prince Wright uh, verified, pays his $8 a month. Uh, but at jpw underscore nbc sports so i assume he's a journalist um quote you don't know what you're doing is the chant from southampton fans in the away end at brentford as nathan jones takes off lavia and endozi with the saints two nil down deja vu this uh as hashtag saints fc fans sang the same to ralph hussen towards the end of last season now why that's important is uh nathan jones's comments after the game mm-hmm uh, statistically, there weren't many better than me in Europe. This is him talking. We spent next to nothing at Luton and produced pound for pound. I've compromised my principles because of personnel and the way people want to play, because of fans and so on, but no more. I've listened to people, and it's been to my detriment. I've compromised too much. What you've seen today, that's not the way my teams play. I've let everyone down because I was brought, to, I was brought in to drive the standards, and that wasn't good enough today. I've allowed certain things to happen and gone away from what's made me successful in the past. 
I think those are smack of a man under a tremendous amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much longer he lasts in the job <clears throat> if if he's talking like that already. And if they go to a third manager before the end of the season, that is typically the kiss of fucking death right there. Yep. That is that is absolutely positively the kiss of fucking death. 100%. They're, they're really, I mean. Frank Lampard's available. I, 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 hate to, I hate to say it. You can't play Everton every week. Steven Gerrard's available. Well, I'm sorry. Correction. You can't play Frank Lampard's Everton every single week. In fact, you can't play Frank Lampard's Everton anymore. <laughs> Neil Warnock's available. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, it's I'm them and the next the next team we're about to talk about. I have very little faith for as far as staying up. And that goes into um Brighton beating Bournemouth. I'll talk about Bournemouth first, and then we'll go ahead and... Well, now, you know what? Brighton's quick. How the hell does Ferguson not score when he gets three fucking opportunities in the first fucking 10 minutes know. of the back? <laughs> like, I don't know. That was the, the that box. was the funniest bit. And no, well, no, that was uh, that was uh, Dennis Undav. Okay, Undav, yeah. It was Undav. Um, 10 chances in 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, because you know what? Because it was if it was Ferguson, he would have put one of them. Would have put one net. of those fuckers away for one sure. One of them would have went in the back of the net. Uh, shot hit a defender. Shot hit the post. Shot hit the goalkeeper. Shot hit a defender. Shot hit the post. Yeah. It was very fucking funny. It was hysterical. Finally went out of. That's really the funniest thing that happened. You could hear the the Benny Hill music coming in the background. Benny Hill or um. The curve your enthusiasm music. Either one of those would be absolutely fitting. You're right. But um, what's his name? Matoma. Yeah. My autocorrect changed it to Miriam. Nice. That wasn't his name. Matoma with the goods again. Finally laid on again as he did against Liverpool in the in the FA Cup. Was it FA Cup? Yeah, it was the FA Cup where he scored late. Um, did it again here. Eighty first minute, I think it was. Uh, but it was it was a pretty frustrating day for the Seagulls. I mean, Bournemouth stuck to their task and and made it difficult for them. Um, but they were the they were the better team and they didn't let their heads drop. They they just kept it going. So yeah, it's for for Bournemouth. We were talking about this in October. We were like, they're already slipping. They're already slipping. And in November, they were already slipping. And then they had that magical week against uh, Frank Lampard's Everton. And then after that, they've been slipping and Slip. slipping and slipping. And they got well, the one draw. Came, when he first took charge, they were what? No losses in six or something? Yeah. They had like three wins, two draws yeah. or something like yeah. that? Or it was, three he wins, was three brought draws? on so early uh-huh. though, too. Yep. Yeah, it was. Parker was out quick. Very quick. Yeah. So, But after that, it's been dog shit. Mm-hmm. Absolute dog shit. And I don't see where they're going to find a way to survive, to be honest with you. I, I really don't. I think they're down. Because now, you know, it's they've. It just I just don't see where they're going to do it. I really don't. Me either. Uh, moving on. Manchester United, Crystal Palace. Uh, Rashford scores again. Fernandez scores on a penalty. Yay. yay. Why Casemiro got to choke a bitch? So. Will Hugh, if you'd said to me before this game started, because he hasn't played for Palace for quite a while, I think, mm-hmm. Will, that if you told me before the game that Will Hughes would have the biggest part to play in the entire thing, I'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. He's the one that gave the penalty away with his hands, uh, with the handball in the box, uh, shying away from a cross. Uh, and then he was the one that got choked by Casemiro. Both hands. And then he got bitch slapped. <laughs> Casemiro backhanded him. 
I like to think that and Casemiro then, pulled uh, uh, Wayne Brady in the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. yeah. This this is missing other Benjamin. Fr- oh. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> is that? I mean, I try to be nice. I try to. I'm going to have. That's it. I'm going to get out of this car and just put his hands on Williams. Like, yeah. How do you not know VAR is going to see Two, Two hands, hands around yeah. the throat. You're one of the only players that has gloves on as well. <laughs> and there's going to and VAR loves to isolate the worst part of the video and put it up In on the a slowest giant motion screen possible. Yeah. And a giant screen for the ref to walk right up and go, Oh yeah, he's choking him. <laughs> and turn right back around and hand him the red card. Now I am with as baby faced as he is and as surprised as he was to get the red card. I almost felt bad for him. He almost convinced me. And then I remembered what he did. Yeah. And then I I rewound and recorded it so I could wank to it later. I you have to, you know, it it, it sucks that you're now gonna miss him for um because I'm into that kind of kink. Yeah, that's violent <laughs> conduct. So that's three. That's gonna be three he's gonna miss. So you miss him for both of the Roses rivalry matches, which that's the kind that of match. Be fine. Well, but that's the kind of match you fucking need that guy for, you know? Especially a team that's playing on the edge of their fucking life and they just let go of their manager and all that crazy shit. Like, that's exactly the game you mm-hmm. need that fucker for. And uh, he's now out for both of them. Also, news coming mm-hmm. out of uh, uh, Manchester um, this week. Our good friend, uh, not good friend, actually, not even a friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mason Greenwood. Charges were dropped. Right. Manchester United is now conducting an internal investigation to decide whether or not to reinstate his contract. Okay. Very still good have not decided something. whether or not to do it. Yeah. It's good that they're doing it independently because we're. I don't want to get too deep into it, but the charges were dropped because there was a reconciliation. There was, correct, a, a, a few character witnesses and the primary witness decided to back out of testifying, so, supposedly. And and that is that is between two adults, but I think we can all read and base our own opinions from it, which everyone can have their own opinions. I do think that it is good that the club, as this is a contracted player, I think they're a private entity. I do think they have the right to look at that. And if they feel that all of this has been unbecoming, detrimental and, to their brand, and blah, 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 they blah. need to release him from his contract, I think it's perfectly fair. 100%. The other thing, though. Mm hmm. That I will say about this. There's a couple of things at play here. Given the nature of what he was alleged to have done. And given the factual evidence of what we saw on Saturday. Is Casimir potentially a very bad influence? <laughs> You're fucking wrong. That's wrong. Is that, should we, we should take a look at that and maybe keep those two apart. Is all I'm saying. So Forrest hasn't lost at home. <laughs> Since September, dude, they yeah. have not lost at home since September. Well, they did have a month off in there, yeah. yeah but they that's just elongate. That's like the World War and Portsmouth claiming right. they held the FA Cup for four years. Right. But because it wasn't played. <laughs> but they figured out a way. They figured out a way to win at home again. Yes, one uh, nothing. Um, uh, Brennan Johnson goal. Uh, they've now signed uh, after the transfer window, I believe, four hundred and sixty-seven new players to their roster now. <laughs> At least, yes. That's fucking insanity. And at the end of all of that, uh, this morning reported that Jesse Marsh has been let go by Leeds. Yes. They haven't won since uh, November, and they've only won twice all season. 
Yeah. Or well, twice since August, the end of August, rather. Um, How did Kayla Navis end up at Forrest? Does anyone know? Just did. From PSG to Forrest. Did anybody think that he knew who Forrest were? He had no idea who the fuck. Not a clue, right? But he turns up, stadium's full. He's like, brilliant. Look at this. (laughs) And played his ass off, too. Couple of great saves uh, in that game from Kaylor Navas, the old uh, the old Concacaf uh, captain. Is what historically one of the greatest keepers of all time. I mean, he's fucking he's incredible. But uh, Pascal Jesus. Struk had a bad day at the office. Mm, yes, he uh, did. Early yellow, which put him on uh, uh, on the rocks, and then um, a half hearted clearance is the one that Gibbs White uh, uh, put the free kick in. Mm-hmm. Little half hearted header, and Brennan Johnson with that volley, fucking gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, gorgeous goal there. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Leeds wasted a ton of chances. That's, They're, well. that's why I just kind of painted over that. I just that didn't, it's I just didn't, about I didn't see them improving under Jesse anymore. Yeah, they that's had the that, problem. They had that bit where they they're defensively they look more organized and they were better. Uh, I don't. But I'd then no, that kind of fell by the wayside again. Yeah. And then was, they also you know weren't better, scoring goals. It was better defense than Bielsa, but it was still horrific defense. But it was also worse attack. Yeah, because they didn't just, score as many goals they did under Bielsa. And part um, of that was a Bamford injury. However, it's just, I mean, that's part of what killed Bielsa, too, was the Bamford injury. He's starting to get a tune out of Rodrigo, but he's now out for two months after uh, ankle surgery. Well, and you also couple that with, let's face it, they lost two of their best players yeah. in, in the, in the, in the, seat, in the, uh, over the transfer window. Yep. That's definitely going to have an effect on Of course. You. How annoyed would you be if you were, uh, Tyler, or not Tyler Adams, the other one, Weston what, McKinney? Yeah. How annoyed would you be? Oh, I'm going to go play for an American. This is going to be great. 48 hours later, he gets fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was more like a week, but they only had one game. It's funny. Uh, I I legitimately start to fear for Leeds now. Yep. I really do. I, I think. Who are they going to get? Yeah, it's right. And it's not that they don't have the talent to be there. I think they do. I just think that the teams around them in Everton and Wolves have made at least changes. Yep. You're absolutely are right. going to be better. So I'll always go down my favorite managerial shortlist simply for the tweets, for the the post match, for the all that stuff. Warnick, it's got to be up there for me. Uh, and then um, Sparky, Roy the Boy, it's Sparky, Mark Hughes, Sparky. You know who uh, seems to want to get back into football? That would be a joy. Hmm. Alan Pardew. <laughs> See the old Yorkshire shuffle. Oh, fucking, fucking fantastic. I'd love it. Well, you know, it's Marsh. Marsh has now been let go, which we all now know means inevitably. U.S. national team. U.S. national team. Sure money. It's not even ironic anymore. I'm down two thousand fucking dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> sucks. This is <clears throat> sucks. Uh, and it all happened the first game on my uh, docket, which was Arsenal Everton. Yep. Well, so why don't you tell us what you did there, big boy? Uh, Villa Newcastle killed my bet, so I'm down twelve hundred sixty-eight dollars. Big Sam's lock of the week. And my couple losers uh, reads perfectly. Seriously, Mel. Awesome. Y'all put way too much pressure on Villa this week. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I. Had a feeling, and I should have bet money for Arsenal and Villa to both lose. Mm. Okay. Graham, did you know that 10.526316% of the time? It works 100% of the time, big boy! (laughs) It's such a damning stat. All righty. 
Fuck it. 100 on Everton to win the Derby, plus 550. <laughs> Going for it, baby. Just plus 550? That's just it? Just plus 550. Wow. I thought it'd be like a plus 2,500. Uh, they just, you know what? They it's The bookies <laughs> see Everton at Anfield coming over the horizon, and they're going, ah, slump buster for fucking Liverpool. Here comes a 4-0 to Liverpool. We know that's happening, right? Suddenly, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Oh, you want to... Uh, oh, you... No, what's... Uh, sorry. I'll shut up. Yeah, Run your segment. my segment, twat. <laughs> Um, we have a caller. We do have a caller. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. There you go. How was, uh, uh, you haven't had your first day not carrying around Fireball? Uh, yeah, that was last week. Yeah, I had my first day selling it. It's not fun. Uh, why? Because there's ordering too many cases? No, there's just too much to do. Just too many screws. Oh. It's hard. Oh, yeah, man. You have like 10 different 50 mils alone, and they order multiple of them. Multiple types me. of them, oh. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It All was right. literally the, the emptiest my truck has ever looked on my Thursday route. I bet. Last week. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. tough. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> all right, great. Uh, so what do you got? Go- <laughs> How'd you do last week? <laughs> Uh, I, I personally, my bet didn't do good, but like the outcome, me losing was well worth it because I picked a draw in the Everton Arsenal and Arsenal just, uh, ended up shit in the bed and Everton beat them. So <laughs> that's fine. That's weird. That has been brought up much tonight. No, not at all. That's not brought up at all. You're very neighborly of your Tottenham to help us out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that was the other one. I had Man City over. Tottenham and Tottenham ended up. So even if I would have won the first three legs of my parlay, I still would have been happy with losing the last leg. So right, yeah. So I'm down twelve oh one, I believe, because I still owe you a dollar. He's still ahead of me. Damn so it. collectively, wait a second. Collectively, we are down forty four hundred and change. Yeah, yeah. And we've that's all got a hundred bucks a, at risk. And and the chicken, doesn't the, the chicken like bring us up a little bit? No, the chicken's at five hundred. <laughs> yeah, the chicken's on oh, her own shit. She's beating us. Yeah, but, but still losing. It's all that is omega threes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. All right. So what do you got this week there, Bob? Uh, this week I'm actually gonna. I don't know. Hopefully, win. I uh, got a two game parlay, and hopefully it hits. I mean, it's not outrageous or anything. So I'm going to go with Chelsea over West Ham and Tottenham over Leicester. Leicester. Uh, and I can never, you know, just, you know, anytime right. I say that team, it's just going to be a fucking shit show. Right, so, t- Tottenham uh, over Worcester, no, Middle no, no. Earth. Got it. Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham over Worcester sauce. Got it. Leicester. Leicester. That's Lester. all it is. It, it looks like Leicester, but it's Leicester. It's like Lester, like Lester uh, to Lester. Yes. <laughs> Same name as your All right. I, Don't confuse that with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently some people in Mel's feminist group are. Yeah. Bad. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that, that pays off uh, just 370 on a $100 bet. But, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll hopefully make some money to, to uh, blow it on the Super Bowl. Very there you good. Go. Perfect. Perfect. No. Oh, what you think, you think real quick? I wanted to get your opinion on this, just briefly, real fast. What was your opinion of the Pro Bowl being a flag football game? I did not watch it, but it's fine. I mean, it's always kind of been a flag football game, anyways. You know, nobody really ever hits it. But I do love 
Sean how uh, Sean, Sean Taylor's replay of uh, taking the punter out always circulates uh, during the pro, pro Bowl. Yeah, of course. But this was just yeah. so bad. Most of them were in bucket hats with glasses. Like, just uh, it just did not matter. No. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit of the NHL All-Star game. And, Which and is that's also terrible. stupid, in my oh. opinion. Yeah, they, weren't exactly. even sk- they weren't even skating fast. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it was a yeah. pretty bad weekend for all-star events. Good for Todd mm. Bowley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it as always. All right. I'll uh, see you next week. All right. Talk yeah, to you next week. I'll see you. I'll talk to you. All right. <laughs> bye All now. right. Bye. Bye now. Okay. Pat's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that that pause on purpose. You know that, right? <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go. Let uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so got beat by uh, by the little inchworm that could is my cup of losers. There you go. So I have a four game parlay starting with Wednesday's match. Uh, Manchester United uh, to beat Leeds, managerless Leeds. Brighton to win El Gatwico uh, over uh, Crystal Palace. Arsenal <laughs> over Brentford and Wolves <laughs> over Southampton. That hundred dollars pays nine hundred and eighty nine bucks. Very good. I think that's a pretty decent shout. It's a solid little shout. It really yeah. is. Arsenal have been pretty good at home. Obviously, it's been a fortress at the Emirates. Now Bre- Brentford are rolling, so that really is the toss up yeah. here. Brentford doesn't play well on the road, though. They they've had a tough time on the road. Remember, they had that nil nil that they just kind of barely got out of against Leeds. Yeah, you know they they really haven't looked good on the road. Yep. Well, that's, uh, so we'll see a, how it goes. Not a bad segment, despite me stepping all over it, which it's I apologize, right. sir, okay. my good friend. I tried I'm to just... do that when I was driving a bus the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it by now. Look, I just... Welcome I'm, to my world. I'm like I'm, a 19-year-old girl in the situation. Well, I'm no not allowed to... me for your own choices. <laughs> I did, did you just call me Leo? For, that's, my, for my own hosting. <laughs> if, if you just compared me to Leo, <laughs> that's almost as good as a chicken. <laughs> I think it's rude to refer to the women as chickens, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kitty should have stuck with her guy. Yes, she should have. But now she's lost two in a row and sits at 10 and 10. Has she ever, ever picked Everton to win? Not once. Not once. She's a smart chicken. (laughs) This week, I gave Kitty Chelsea heading to West Ham. So she showed me some exclusive footage of her with owner Todd Bowley on transfer deadline day, assisting him in getting the deal done for World Cup winner Enzo Fernandez. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's always behind the scenes on those stuff. Oh, yes, she is. Now, she's an influential poultry. She is an influential poultry. <laughs> now, we know Kitty has ties to the Argentine national team mm-hmm. and clearly had a play in that record transfer fee. And so she sees Chelsea Winning at West Ham. Very good. Very good. I would have thought you would have fucked up Bowley, but then Sam said Bowley like two seconds before. I, so. I like how you assume I even listen to Sam at all. Mm-hmm. What You uh, obviously do because well, we always gang up on him. Well, I know you never listen to me because if you did. That's the truth. You would remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner. I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, no. West Brom beat Coventry 1-0 in an enthralling match on February 3rd. Uh, that was your Friday. On Saturday, Burnley roll on 3-0 over Norwich City. Rotherman Sheffield United played to a 0-0 draw. Huddersfield and QPR 1-1. Hull and Cardiff. Uh, Hull 1-0 over Cardiff. Luton 
one nil over Stoke. Maybe Nathan Jones went back and had a wee weekend. Uh, played more of a part in that game than he did mm-hmm. his own. Uh, Burrow 3-0 over Blackpool. Millwall 1-1 with Sunderland. Bristol City 2-1 over Preston. Reading and Watford played to a 2-2 draw. Birmingham 4-3. Big winners in a, in a barn burner of a game uh, against Swansea. Nothing on Sunday. And Monday turned back Blackburn and Wigan uh, being nil-nil. That leaves your table looking like Burnley on top. 29 games played. Same as Sheffield United. 65 points with a plus 32 goal differential. Sheffield United are in second on 58. Middlesbrough are in third on 48 points. So the top two really pulling away now. Uh, Sheffield United only having a plus 24 goal differential. So Burnley have that extra point uh, in in terms of the goal differential being plus eight over Sheffield United. Uh, Middlesbrough plus 12 goal differential on 48. Luton in fourth on 48 points, but only 29 games played uh, where Middlesbrough has played 30. On plus eight, Watford on 45 points, plus three, but 30 games played. So they could have a further uh, Luton and Middlesbrough, uh, just Luton, sorry, could have a further three-point lead on them should they win. West Brom up to sixth on 44 points with a plus nine. Blackburn is in seventh place on 44 points as well, but a minus four goal differential. Millwall in eighth on 43, Sunderland in ninth on 42, Norwich in 10th on 42, Preston North End on 40 and 11th, and Hull City is in 12th place on 40 points as well. Both of those two teams have negative goal differentials where the three in front of the Millwall, Sunderland, and Norwich all have a positive one. So still a lot of change could happen. One win takes 10th into 5th. Very good. So getting kind of jumbled up as usual in the championship. The top two really are pulling well and and clear away. Yeah, they uh, are here. Your bottom half of the table uh, is going to turn back. Wigan being at the foot of the table on 26 points in 29 games. The two teams in front of them, sadly enough, have a game in hand on them. And that's Blackpool on 26 points. They also have a seven better goal differential than Wigan at minus 15, where Wiggins is minus 22. Huddersfield is at minus 10 goal differential on 27 points in 22nd place. Cardiff finds himself right in the thick of it on 29 points, but 30 games played. So the two teams behind them have two games in hand on them, and they have a worse goal differential at a minus 12 than the 22nd place team, Huddersfield Town. Rotherham, not out of it yet. Also, uh, they're on 29 games on 32 points. So again, those two clubs in the relegation zone have the game in hand and can put some pressure on them. Stoke in 19th on 33 and Birmingham in 18th on 35. They seem to be out of it, but they're still not uh, out of it completely. Wild, wild scenes down in the championship. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun end of the season for these last 4,348 games. Excellent. Well, it's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? It's a lot to get through that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, I don't really have anything, I don't think. Not anything too terribly crazy. No, nothing really wild happened. Um, You know, I'm d- despite the jokes and everything, I'm bitterly disappointed about the Mason Greenwood situation. <clears throat> it's not really for me to judge. It's them and their relationship. They got to do what they got to do. But Nike has released a statement. Okay. They stand by their decision. He is not a Nike athlete. Good. Huh. That's nice. Hopefully Manchester United do the same because there's no, honestly there's no place for that. It yeah. is it is absolute garbage. Um, she has to make her own choices. That's that's fair enough. And if that's the choice she wants to make, that's the choice she wants to make. So mm-hmm. it is going to be what it's going to be. You can't win every fight, but uh, you know there's other ways to punish somebody that is such a piece of shit. And you hope that the uh, young man maybe learns like Ray Rice did, who yep. you know Ray Rice got the book thrown at him, and ever since Ray Rice has been a proponent for. Uh, uh, again, being against de- domestic abuse, going out, working with people and talking about his story and trying to uh, 
trying to make people better from it. And that's what you hope ultimately comes He's from a very horrible that, situation. Yeah, still young enough that he can do that. But until he does that, yeah. I'm, you know, the, the jury's out. Jury's out. Until yep. until he until he decides to be uh, in the court of public opinion, he's a very bad person and he has to change that himself. And you change that through your actions and what you do and how you treat people. 100 percent. So we'll see what happens there. But other than that, there wasn't really much craziness that went on this week nope. in the world. So there you go. All right, everybody. Next up is injury time where we're going to talk about the beers we were drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about previewing the next week's action. Yep. Should somebody want to find it, how do they go about doing an Instagram? For the last time today, it is patreon.com forward slash DU football show. Sign up to the one $5 tier. You get both of our extra shows at Soundcheck and Injury Time, also known as DU After Dark. Uh, and that's all the extra content we got for you, really. Um, there's some other fun stuff that comes along with it, like a President's Day video, which is coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Might reenact the... Uh, I still have the wigs. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. Yeah, so there could be some fun stuff going on. Um, it's always something happening. Join the uh, closed group on Facebook. That is free uh, to join. But uh, Drunken United FC on Facebook, that's where most of the hashtag bans happen. Uh, and a lot of the uh, the, the dank meme sharing uh, is, is a lot of fun. So get involved. Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!